and I can't tell you how excited I am to get back to the States. Jesus, this tour is taking forever. Can't wait to see my wife and kids. God, they're going to be so excited when they see me. Hey, Chris, what are you excited about? I'm going to see the precious. The precious? What, what the hell is that? The giant size team on network. I built it with my own hands, and it will be mine again. They thought they could get rid of me by making me shovel sand in the desert. Charles, 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 Charles. But I'm coming back. Yes, precious. I'm coming back. I've spent all the prepaid minutes in Wi-Fi I have. To check in on www.giantsizeteamup.com. But there. And it will be mine again. <laughs> oh, breaking the panel thought they could replace me with Phil. But I'm coming, precious. I'm coming. And all the other shows, watch out. Christopher Wisdom's coming back. Geek versus Toy Power, Blazing Defender Report, FTH Beyond, Pokemon Go Podcast, Geek versus, and my most favorite show, Botch the D&D Podcast. They will be mine again. I long to feel the embrace of Phil's touch and tongue once more. And this year at Dragon Con, we will once again be reunited. Giant Size Team Up Network. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Charles, the rock god of podcasting. <laughs> we do not speak his name. Fiercey, filthy McFalls. Well, it sure sounds like you have a lot of great friends waiting for you back home, buddy. I don't have any friends. <laughs> Welcome to Breaking the Panel. I'm not the rock god of podcasting. I'm the soapbox of the GSTU. None other than Paul Klotz. And I'm coming to you with a special lineup of nerds, geeks, and other folk. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Philip. Uh, for the wild folk. The wild folk, yeah. So first of all, uh, labeled as Charles McFall for our patrons at home, it's Mr. Philip Keating. Oh, hey, thanks for having me, Paul. It's it's. It's wonderful to be back. Well, well, thanks for showing up. Oh yeah, no, I yeah, yeah, it's great. Um anytime that Charles is gone, um it just it takes this white sheet off the show. It's wonderful, you know. There's no pressure. Everybody's relaxed. I'm a little buzzed. It's going to be good. Yeah. Going to be good. We're and we have weird. good friends and good guests here today. So. Yeah. Uh so I'm not even going to slot you as a guest here, Tony, but Tony is filling in for Charles this week. Tony P Henderson, say hello. What is up? Uh, you may know me from uh, such movies as The Avenger. No. <laughs> <laughs> was that last week? We did that episode. Yeah, that was last yeah. week. Oh yeah, I, it's still in. It's still in the. Uh, I still have time. Then I like that you can now Troy McClure your way into any scene. <laughs> <laughs> you may know me from. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've also been on uh, ER and um, the. Um, Academy Award-winning Best Picture for umpteen years ago, Million Dollar Baby. Yeah, it was, yeah, that's me. All like in that. missing posters. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight we have a special guest from the Nerds from Work. 
Tank, also known as Josh Tankersley. Hey. Hey, what's going on? Thank you guys. Thank you guys for having me. Like you said, from the nerds from work. So yeah, I'm glad to come hang out with you guys. So uh, for for anyone who doesn't know, uh, your show, we consider to be collectively as a show, friends of the show. Uh, Most of us got to hang out at your panel at DragonCon last year and had some laughs and got to meet you guys afterwards, which was really cool. And I really apologize for not getting you guys booked sooner (laughs) because we really intended to. No, it's a cool, I mean, it's fine. Like we understand that, you know, you pretend to be friends like when we're on the air. Like I appreciate it that, you know, that's at least, at least that, that much is true. Uh, at least you understand how the relationship works. <laughs> well, how the whole relationship started is kind of a fluke. Like our, the head, our uh, head guy's wife randomly walked up to, uh, to Charles and Bobby Blackwolf and was like, Hey, you should come check out my husband's panel. They have, they host this podcast thing. I don't know if you know what it is, but yeah. And, and, uh, and we're like, we're, so we're like standing off to the side. Like, I, I think that's Charles. We met him a year ago at Dragon Con fast forward. So yeah, it was just funny stuff. I like that. So, so had Bobby Blackwolf heard of a podcast before? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. We're yeah. like, I, I'm not sure they know, but so yeah, it was, uh, it was Atlanta Comic-Con last year. So that was a lot of fun. I, I don't know if you could find two, uh, two more firmly entrenched podcasters. Randomly yeah, this, you know, this podcast thing that, you know, that's, that's this new thing that people are doing online, you know, they just do it every, you know, once a week kind of thing. Yeah, it was funny. So. That's like walking hey, up know. to Stan Lee and being like, have you ever read a comic book before? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. She had no idea who she was talking to. It was great. It's, it's funny, but like, you know, I appreciate her getting out there, you know? Dude, she you know, helping you all out. And some, and that's what it takes. And now now here you are. Yeah, it's, it's great because I'm the tech guy. I'm, I'm, this is great. I get to just sit down and like talk. Like usually I'm either, I'm, I'm doing Philip and Paul's job. Like let me do this, that, and hit record and make sure the stream is going. And, and so now I'm just like, oh, this is, so this is what everyone else in my podcast feels like. Just sit, just show up and start talking. This is great. Yeah, it's generally pretty wonderful to just show up and, and talk. Yeah, this is nice. So uh, we're, we're getting into some topics. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, folks. We just spent 45, no, almost an hour, 45 minutes to an hour trying to build out topics for this show. And there ain't none, okay? Don't, don't off no. the top, just tell people yeah, we're listen, phoning listen, it just, in. Just, 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 just click off right now. Just like, nope. That's, you know what? That's what they call burying the lead. <laughs> now we do have a couple things to talk about uh we're going to talk about a little bit about the joker here in just a second but we have a nice round table topic that should be kind of fun in the front half and then on the back end we uh we take the opportunity to dump on some things that philip and i like to dump on and charles isn't here to keep us in check so it's gonna be a lot of dumping just a lot of dumping a dump fest a lot of uh no that's a joke just for paul i'm gonna skip <laughs> a lot of ammo giving. Oh, no, kids. <laughs> uh for the folks at home who don't know every time uh well not every time that philip poops but just about every time he sends me an elmo gif of elmo on the toilet doing the, the dance why? thing so it'll be like 8 30 in the morning and i'll get a message and i'll open it it'll be like oh what does philip have to say to me today so oh I'm it's, gonna, it's four like, elmo gifts within the span <laughs> of 20 minutes <laughs> help sir but why that's that's what well, we can fill an episode talking about. It, it originated from because uh, we record uh, on a so on it's Wednesday. It's been confirmed that the Joker is going to be. No! <laughs> Don't step on my dick. <laughs> I think I told this story on air a couple weeks ago. But anyways, uh, usually Philip is just getting home from work, just as we're about to record. So he used to send that to us in in our show chat and be like, "Yeah, I'm I'm home, so we're good, but we're not good yet. But we're not good." 
yeah, no, they, I got to make a deposit. So anyways, yeah, uh, the Joker has been confirmed. The, we're talking, of course, about the Joaquin Phoenix uh, Joker film that we, we talked about a little bit in the past and that the, the art direction and everything looks kind of neat. Uh, it's been confirmed as an origin story for the Joker. I, I don't really care so much about that part. There's two other things that I picked up in this article from comicbook.com. Uh, comedian and actor Mark Marin has joined the cast of the film. Yes, all right. So I'm good with that. Uh, Marin Marin's in this movie, um, and I I don't know what the crossover of WTF listeners and Breaking the Panel listeners is, but I can tell you that for um, almost the last I don't know feels like eight years he's been railing against superhero movies and how they're just empty and bullshit and just oh no yeah no no I get to act with De Niro. Done. I, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> That's the other part is I didn't realize that uh, Bob De Niro was attached to this movie. Yeah. So uh, he he was very quick to just be like, yeah, JK, I'm I'm gonna take this role so I can act with uh, with Robert De Niro. Um, but he's he's pretty pretty uh pretty uh, you know I'm a big Marin fan and um he he said the on a show that it was fun to film. It's very intense and. Uh, you know, it, it kind of changed his outlook on on the entire superhero genre. So, uh, so I wonder is is Marin like playing Stan Lee <laughs> in? <laughs> well, that's the, I mean, I, I make that joke that he looks like Stan Lee. You know, just ten years uh, younger, but um, ten just ten. Oh my God! From right hey, now, look, Mar- Marin's been through some <laughs> rough times. Oh, certainly, Marin. Yeah. Oh yeah, so, but his, his late career is doing wonderful. I mean, he's the shit on Glow. I mean, he, he mm-hmm. really has really transformed his life and. And, uh, good, you know, rats off to him, and I'm happy. So. You know, I got to admit, with Glow, because I'm not a fan of wrestling, um, there were two major factors that got me to jump in on Glow. Obviously, Allison Brie was one of them, but Mark Marin being the other one, I was like, all right, all right, all right, listen, if all I get is some angry Mark Marin and yet another show, I'm down. And I was blown away by that show, and he is one of the best parts of it, but he's definitely not the most likable part of it. I was like, damn. No, but apparently he like is portraying that that gentleman like to a T. Yeah, so it's that's... like it it feels more authentic. So I thought I I had heard the Joker tried out for ladies wrestling. That's how that's Marin's role in the movie. You know, that <laughs> oh, I just assumed he was like the abusive father of the Joker character. Like he's just gonna be smoking a cigarette and just tearing him apart like verbally. Just, just like, like every like every role that Marin plays. Really, exactly. <laughs> cats walking around at all times. Boomer. Boomer. <laughs> so, so the thing is, Marin's not actually like starring in the movie. They just took stand-up clips of his and cut him into the film. He's he's actually the father of Catwoman. <laughs> no, no, because he has a thousand cats, Tony. Tony, he his house is called the Cat Ranch. For sh- all right, fine. God. We're done. We're done. You're gonna be a fucking button tonight, Tony. Tank, Tank, you got any uh, thoughts on this? I just like the the thing. What origin, right? Because. Like, no one no one really knows the origin of the joker so i mean is it the the red magician red hood you know origin or is it are they coming up with a new one or like even in the comics they don't they haven't given us a, a, a true origin if you will so i'm very curious to see what they what they consider an origin for the joker yeah. that's um casey who's on on uh, geek versus podcast he's a huge joker fan and that's the one thing he always comes back to is like what i like about the joker is they never establish his right. backstory 
and that's what makes him the Joker. Um, hopefully, maybe you know it's it's this kind of mysterious, long convoluted thing that ends up being like a Kaiser Soze, you know, some sort of story that they tell that isn't really true. And yeah, yeah otherwise you're gonna piss a bunch of people off, right? It just is a story. They just keep. They do like a like one of those like the like the vantage point movies where it's just the same story from like seven different point of views and they're all like slightly different. Like okay, just make it see how many how many different ways can we tell the same story? And then someone could be drinking a like a coffee mug and they could just read it off the coffee mug and <laughs> boom. I for one look forward to the next twenty years of Joker origin films if we're gonna follow <laughs> suit with everything else that's ever gotten an origin film. <laughs> You know, when, when DC inevitably gets sold off to someone else. And yeah, <laughs> we've probably milked that for about all it's worth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so roundtable topic. Um, Tank said something in the pre-show that, uh, that kind of made me want to talk about this. Uh, why don't you start off, Tank? You mentioned The Matrix. I did. Tell so, us about your love of The Matrix. I, for me, the, the Matrix is my favorite movie of all time. And part of it is because I saw it when I was like nine years old. I even got a tattoo of The Matrix on my arm. I've got other Matrix tattoo ideas in my head that I want to do. Um, but I just, I don't know, that kind of solidified my love of like science fiction and fantasy and like the cool shit you could do like in the future. And um, and so it's just, it's one thing that stuck with me all this time, not even to say that it's the best movie of all time, but it definitely is one that stuck with me that I can, I watch, I watch probably four or five times a year, every year, just, just, just cause I just, I love, and I even watch the other two once or twice a year, just to, just to round it out. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it's, so that's one thing that I love, but I do have another one for the round table that, when we come back to it. So but I okay. do, uh, yeah. So to, to expand on that, uh, how did you feel about the animatrix when that came out? It, um, I mean, it was, it was pretty good. I, I mean, I liked it. Um, it was a, I need, I need to go back and watch it. That's one I haven't watched, uh, as recent as the, as the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you I mean try and do something different. It's like, um, I remember playing the old, I think it was a PlayStation game they came out with and you're running as like Niobe and the other characters. And I was like, what? but why am I not Neo? Right. Yeah. Um, it's like, okay, for, for a side story, it's not bad. Um, was that the, um, wasn't there like a matrix MMO or did that never come to no, fruition? That, no, that happened. Uh, apparently it was what? actually pretty good. Yeah. There was a matrix MMO, but this was back like 15 years ago at the height right. of MMO boom. Oh, I may have to go find that just to just to go <laughs> dig it up. You. You'd be the only one on the server. Yeah, hey, that's okay. That's all right. Yeah. I'll be the one. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Fuck you, Dude, you know, I was like no joke five years ago, maybe ten years ago, when I realized Neo is one back. You know, is is an anagram for the one. I was like, fuck, how did I miss that? That's okay. I was nice. Still, years later, it's it's blowing minds. I- <laughs> I used to laugh back when the, the Matrix films were in the theaters because I, I bumped into a Spanish language trailer for it and it occurred to me that the one is El Uno in Spanish. And I was like, that does not have the same ring. <laughs> El Uno. Get the fuck out of here, El Uno. 
Me amo el uno. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, I, I got to agree with you too. So I was, I think about that a lot. Uh, when the Matrix came out, it completely changed filmmaking, right? Like freaking bullet time. What? Yeah, bullet time, and, and it, it, it actually changed filmmaking, like action films, in a negative way for a few years because everybody <laughs> had to do it, and not everybody did it as well as they did. Sure. But there were a lot of concepts and a lot of executions in that film that just still we see, you know, the residual after effects of. And it's funny because I think about how like people coming up today, you know, like your, your teenagers, your 20 somethings college kids, that kind of stuff. They didn't grow up with it like like we did. You right. know what I mean? And so like they don't even realize how much of a cultural icon that film was at the time and how it completely changed the game. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. I just haven't, I'm always hesitant to go back and like, I've watched a couple, like I'll go on YouTube and I'll watch clips every once in a while of certain scenes, yeah. if they still hold up, it still holds up pretty well. I don't I, know about I don't, that. I don't know how many times, like when, when it, like when the DVD came out and I was setting up my surround sound and shit, the damn, um, at the end, when they take that building, mm-hmm. you know, with all the bullets and stuff drop, I've probably watched that like a thousand <laughs> times. Yeah. Just to make sure, is this right? And it was right. I knew it was right, but I wanted to hear it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's not my favorite movie of all time, um, but I totally get, you know, like you said, it's not, not even the best. It's just your favorite. Right. You know, and it is, yeah, no, the matrix is, is one that it just, we need to talk about. It just needs to be recognized. I'm glad we're bringing up the matrix. Exactly. You know? Can I kind of say that the scene where his mouth like starts melding together freaked the fuck out of nine-year-old me i was like what the hell is going on and like to this day i just i remember how much that scene like screwed with my head i have a a guy i work with his last name is anderson and uh to this day i'm like i'll go to his desk mr anderson and i don't know if he gets it doesn't matter doesn't matter i'm gonna do it it's not for him yeah i was gonna say that joke's (laughs) not for you sir that joke's for me it's just it was it 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 really was like it or hate it and we can talk about the sequels but it really was such a like a like you said paul such a big deal you know it was like just changed the world and you know it came out when i was in i think junior high or high school definitely like i think i was in high school and i remember watching it endlessly in high school like just because it was one of the most visually impressive things that had ever happened and i definitely the sequels i enjoyed but not quite the same as that first film right now i think the first one i think the issues the the biggest issue with the second two films second and third film rather is um they're almost more style than substance where the first one was like we have a really solid story we have something really interesting to tell you in a, a whole twist on what's going on you know, and like, it makes you, it literally kind of makes you question reality sometimes to this day. I still, when I get a sense of deja vu, I still think of the matrix and I yeah. think, Oh, there's a glitch. The, the cat. Yeah. All yeah. I, yeah. I think of the cat yep. in the stairwell all the time. That's you why know, like, everything tastes like chicken. The glitch, the cat, like, I mean, we're talking this and we all immediately were like, Oh yeah. The cat, oh, red, yeah. Pill, red pill, blue pill, you know, like it's stuff okay. that is still with us. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, Whenever, whenever Lawrence Fishburne shows up in something, or you know, it's like, oh yeah, even though like he was in John Wick, and I was like, yeah, mm, I don't know, are they? Is this are they doing it again? Like, is this movie about to totally flip out? Dude, he sh- he showed up in John Wick, and all I could think of was The Incredibles. Is my God, you've gotten fat. <laughs> but, hey, I I love me I love me some Matrix. So that's Cal- yeah. how dare you talk about Cowboy Curtis like that. <laughs> 
I saw a meme that said, if ever you feel bad, never forget Lawrence Fishburne was Cowboy Curtis. I was like, fuck, fuck y'all. I, that's dope. Yeah. Fuck Cowboy Curtis. Curtis Cowboy you know? Curtis is the second best thing about that show. Now I feel sad because I've never been Cowboy Curtis. <laughs> uh, Philip, how about you, man? What do you got from your, from your youth that still holds up for you? Oh, man. Well, you know, I come from this weird point of the late 80s and 90s where strange and overrated children's films just run havoc, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a lot of things I can talk about. I could talk about The Labyrinth. I could talk about The Return of Oz and how that was the movie that fucked me up in the head as a child. Kind of like Tank's yeah. nine-year-old mouth. <laughs> yeah, until you've seen Return to Oz as a six-year-old, you don't understand fear. <laughs> um, I, I saw Clockwork Orange as a five-year-old. What? The fuck? <laughs> Go on, though. Was, um, was that before or after Defects got there? <laughs> um, for me, though, personally, I think the movie that I love and will defend but doesn't really hold up is The Flight of the Navigator. Um, okay. I love it. I love it. I watch it multiple times. Um, the, the animation, uh, the, the CGI is terrible. The story is awful. Paul Rubin is the voice of the the spaceship itself, and I just I love all parts. Is of he? It. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, he is. Um, and I've always had a, as soon as I saw it, and I can't tell you the first time, but I've just I've been in love with it ever since. Uh, and I can't wait till uh, I can pass it on to to my son, and he's like, "Yeah, this I don't. This isn't Paw Patrol, <laughs> Dad." Where's my Paw Patrol? You're, you're Where's bad, Daniel the Tiger? You're, you're a bad <laughs> Daniel the Tiger who has tiger print sh- <laughs> curtains. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so no. that's 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 a big movie from uh from my childhood that I, I'm sure uh, isn't fondly looked upon by everybody else. I'm also gonna go out there and say the Mighty Ducks is a big hey. part of my life. Sure. Um, Quack. Emilio Quack. Estevez. Uh, I I grew up playing hockey from a very young age. So uh, that was constantly, you know, uh, near whatever VHS player I was at. So, but I, I can go on, man. But we'll we'll come back to me because I I got a lot of shitty movies that I I still cherish. Tony P. Uh, speaking of Flight of the Navigator, uh, my like my all time favorite movie is uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which is why I can totally get. I, I don't think it's the best movie of all time, but it's just <laughs> it's my jam, you know. Um, to this day, every you know, I'll watch it again, and I still the things I like, remember liking, I still like. Um, yeah, just to me, holds up. Uh, yeah, you know. no, you're right. It, it's everyone else is wrong, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> and if they don't get it, just tell them that Large Marge sent you. Exactly. I've I've um, done things. Oh, I almost said I've done things from the movie. Uh, let me elaborate. Did, uh, did you get arrested at the movie theater too? Oh, that was after. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, look, we don't talk about that. Uh, my, bad, my bad. Look, if you compare what his career ended for compared to what everybody else does, it's so fickle. You hit a nerve. Oh thing. yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> but his career was over because of something. That, yeah, he broke a law. He did something wrong. But look at all the stuff other people have done. You know, get away with. You know, Paul Rubens, the moment like all the Me Too stuff started going down, he's like, this is bullshit. (laughs) And when I I finally meet him, I'm going to pull him aside and be like, dude, this is some old bullshit. Jesse Smollett just got released today. Uh, He's fine. But Paul Rubin, 
still struggling. He's I, coming up a little bit. He did all right with um Gotham. Yeah. I, um, I just want to be. I want to know like who was that dude who was like, I'm sorry, are you masturbating <laughs> in a theater? <laughs> Good day, sir. <laughs> I'm calling the cops. I'm calling the authorities on you. Like what? What do you come? You come here for the storyline and the wonderful the fucking score? All right. How dare you put your penis out at this smut show? I said good day. You can't find this bite. I can't. I'm looking for it. Uh, <laughs> frantically, like where is it, Dermot? Oh man! It doesn't work without it. <laughs> that is that is my number one. Um, I've been to the Alamo because of Pee Wee's Big Adventure. How was the basement? I, uh, funny enough, it didn't have one. Mm, weird. Um, uh, I've been to those giant dinosaurs. That's actually in Cabazon, California. Um, I've been to where he got his bike stolen. That's in Santa Monica. Uh, the oh, clown's no. not there. The creepy clown. <laughs> <laughs> that God. one it's not there uh the chain he takes the chain out it never stops hilarious that's classic uh so yeah 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 it's, tony it's i just i have so much more res- i didn't know i can have more respect for you oh man and yeah, you, tony you surprise me every goddamn week that's why i'm here that's i know I'm man here. it's so great like uh, my, my number two is goonies um that's same. one that hey you guys yeah. i just saw the movie for the first time probably a year ago and you probably didn't like it did you i you know what i know i did i, I appreciated it for what it was i really did it's it's one of those ones that you know because i had a friend he was like 21 the first time he saw it yeah like the hell is this i was like man it's too, you missed the boat you know yeah. you don't get you'll never have goonies sorry <laughs> Yeah, I feel like if you didn't grow up in the 70s or 80s, it's really hard to, like, connect to that film. Because that was, like, life. Like, before the internet and before video games and everything were, like, what they are now, you just did dumb shit together because you had <laughs> to entertain yourselves. Like, I, I still constantly... Oh, God damn it. I can't wait to see you. Bring that to the Dragon Con house so I can not steal it from you. I will, I will carry this around, Dragon Con. <sighs> he won't steal with my it lunch in it. Covered in a fine white film. But um, <laughs> Goonies, yeah, no, Goonies is a big part of my life. Like, I still sometimes will pull out the Mikey Walsh speed. Oh. Just, this is our time now. Like, like when, when the boys were having an issue of anxiety about going live on stage last year at Dragon Con, and I pulled out a little bit of that Goonies Mikey speech, like, this is our time, boys. We're going to take out there. That doesn't matter. But now, down here, this is our time, and let's take advantage of it. And everyone's like, yeah, I, that's a good speech. I was like, yeah, totally, totally didn't steal it. Don't worry about it. That's not knowing the Goonies speech. And then Dennis was like, I didn't know Phil had braces. <laughs> <laughs> he always knows that I don't have braces. Uh, gross. Uh, for I'm gonna jump in. Uh, I, I got a kind of a double feature here, just because they I like them for similar reasons. Uh, but Conan the Barbarian, the first one, and um, the Thirteenth Warrior. I love sword and sorcery and sword and sandal stuff. And like growing up, being a D and D nerd, those were like the two like okay these are this is D D adventures the films uh but like conan's held in somewhat high regard because it was like people still enjoy it it, it kind of holds up but 13th warrior got completely destroyed critically and in the box office at the time when it came out is that antonio banderas yes that yes, is, it antonio, is. Most antonio certainly. banderas um, playing a a, a 
Arab Muslim traveling to the North Country and hooking up with Vikings and going on an epic quest with Vikings? Um, I know I just went on about, and I, I mostly agree with, you know, when it's your movie, it doesn't have to be the best. It just resonates with you. <laughs> you can rewind the show. Yes, I said that. But that was prior to me knowing one of the movies was 13th Warrior with Antonio Banderas. Yeah. I just, I love that film, man. It's, uh, it's got great pacing. Uh, one of my favorite scenes of all time is uh, when he first starts traveling with them, he doesn't speak their language. And it, he has one translator that speaks some Greek. And so they, he interfaces through him. But he sits at the campfire night after night with them. And he listens to them like telling their stories and taking pot shots and shitting on each other. And they always shit on him. And then there's this pivotal moment where he like, he responds to one of them and he's like, he just calls them out and he shits on them double hard. And they're all like, what? And they're like, how do you speak our language? You spoke, you speak our language this whole time. And he's like, no, I listen. And like that scene, I'm just always like, whenever somebody's like surprised when I pick up on something, I'm like, yeah, I listen. <laughs> yeah. But unlike the conversation we had about matrix and with Goonies, nobody gets it when you say that <laughs> i know like, and like, i don't care this asshole <laughs> like, but it's every once in a while water. somebody gets it. but like, oh, kindred spirit <laughs> tony's just gonna shit all over my pick no I that, man it's just <laughs> have you ever seen it there's so, i think a long time ago probably if i have it's only been once um yeah. But there's just some stuff you never expect, you know, like all oh, our favorite movies as kids and, you know, Goonies and, and this and that. And we went from Pee-wee's Big Adventure to 13th Warrior with Antonio Banderas. Not, we just skipped over Never Ending Story. We just skipped over yeah, fuck, Black fuck Crystal or Dark bullshit. Crystal and any of that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> No, dude, I want decapitations and, yeah. Well, I was, I was a dark child. Yeah, <laughs> child. <laughs> Tank, you said you had another one for us. Hit so, us. So I have to say... You, and, you already and, took and, it. No, no. So you talk about some of the decapitations, right? So I, there's this, like, subgenre that I found in my, like, early 20s. Like, that. I, like, it's the late 80s, early 90s actions movies. So Running Man, Demolition Man, oh, yeah, all those yeah, movies. I can just yeah. sit and watch over and over again. My dad took me to see in theaters when I was seven years old, Starship Troopers, yeah. which I watch at least once a year in his honor. And I give him shit about it all the time. Like you took a seven-year-old to see this movie. And like that movie, I, I think I think it holds up. Like, yeah, the, the CGI is a little wonky, but you get to see bugs like suck brains out of dudes' heads. And... Dude. Dude, you were a seven-year-old that got to see that shower scene. My mom was pissed. <laughs> my mom was so mad when she found out. So uh, I look forward to when my kids are eight and showing them this movie so my wife can get mad at me. So like, but yeah, but they weren't seven. I, I literally just heard my wife yell from the other room, no. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Starship Troopers, man. I, the, the, that whole genre of just like Arnold Schwarzenegger, just awesome action movies are great. Mm -hmm. so. Predator? Freaking yeah. predator! The, the predator is like well, okay. See, I tried to pick stuff that doesn't hold up for other people. Saying, yeah. But the predator is pretty iconic because the predator and alien. Like I always tell, I'm like those are two sci-fi movies you need to watch. Like even oh, if you're yeah. not a fan of sci-fi, you need to see both of those. Mm. Only Running Man. You mentioned Running Man. It's like really like no, yeah. come on. Running Man's dope. There, there's a new show coming out. I'm not if I was having dinner with my parents. Um. 
over the weekend and it said new it's called the mile or something with produced by lebron james and i'm like that's just that's just the running man come on guys <laughs> that's where that's where we're at now it's just the running man um but it's you have to run a mile and go through all these courses and there's someone chasing you i was like yeah yeah yeah. i've seen the running man yeah i get like, it you know it's like when the hunger games craze came around i'm like eh, it's been you there. mean the running man you mean oh yeah the so yeah, those movies are great. Demolition I'm, Man, you gotta love some Wesley Snipes. Some Demolition Man is classic. It's still oh. one of my favorites to this day. So I, I literally just watched it about six months ago. We had a Demolition Man like get together, and I brought Taco Bell. Ta- Dude, you have to, man. That's yeah. like. Did you also bring the three shells? No, no one knew how to use them. Funny <laughs> no one knew how to use them. Very so. nice. Very nice. Yeah. I, so. Uh, and we'll circle back around and hit everybody again. But like, I think we've kind of hit on a bunch of like, when I was growing up, I had a couple of best friends in school and we would watch the same movies over and over and over again every weekend when we hung out at each other's houses. And Demolition Man was one of those movies, as I okay. mentioned, Conan and uh, um, 13th Warrior classics for us. Alien, not Alien, the first one so much because it's such a slow burn, intense movie, but Aliens we watched all the time because it's like a knockdown, drag them out action movie, it, all kinds of stuff like that. And I, I love those movies to this day. Like even Demolition Man is so cheesy now, Dude. but it is so good. So yeah, no, I, I feel that completely. Philip, what else? You got another one for us? I've buddy? never seen any of those movies. Yep, oh. I, uh, I do. Um, now that we're talking about Arnold. Like we're just playing, no, right? No, 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 be quiet. Here, here it's my turn. Jingle, it's jingle all the way. Turn. <laughs> jingle all the way. Last right. action hero. Yep. Dude, real talk though? That doesn't hold Love up for it. shit, but that movie was great. <laughs> Love it. No, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> everyone has a magic movie ticket that can shittily make the screen turn walk through. Yeah, no, it's um no, I uh I have never seen any of those movies still to this day. But um, you know, my Arnold was always the the last action hero or the, the kindergarten cop. And, and shit like that. So see, I love that you didn't see all of those movies that inspired The Last Action Hero, but you saw The Last Action Hero. <laughs> yeah, I don't need The Last Action Hero. I don't need to see all the movies before it. You know, you see shit, The Last Action Hero. He, yeah. He's got us there. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking math, Paul. Learn math. Um, also, shout out to my boy Tywin Lannister with his wonky eyeball in that movie. Yeah, right. Um, you know, I, I could also, ironically, but not ironically, because I'm a Nintendo fan, I really enjoy the Super Mario Brother movie. No, no. no. And I, no. Yes, I certainly do. I certainly do. And I do watch that yearly, but I've never seen Running Man or Aliens or anything else like that. Um, I unironically love it. It's, it's a pretty decent movie. And to know that Bob Hopkins was drunk through the entire thing makes it even better for me, you know. But um, yeah, yeah. The the last action hero was good. I um, I don't know if you guys know this movie, but um, I was I was really in, in love with this movie called Mac and Me when I was little. <laughs> um, so much that I remember just begging my mom to go down to the West Coast Video and get me the VHS every goddamn week. Um, I, I haven't seen it since I was uh, roughly six. So two. Two questions for you on this. Yes. <laughs> one, one, are you aware of the Paul Rudd Conan? Yes, meme? I am. Which, okay. which I remember from the movie, and I love that Paul Rudd shows that clip no matter whatever movie he's promoting. Yes. <laughs> since, 
like clueless. He's been showing this Mac and Me. He's been uh, doing it for 20 years. Yeah, dude. 20 like, years. There, there, there's clips all the way back to when Conan was like fresh faced. There's there's um there's a compilation of every time Paul Rudd has gone on from back in the day to Ant Man and the Wasp, where he just shows this fucking McInnie uh, movie clip, and they always play the full clip. Yeah, and it's it's excruciatingly bad. Uh, the other thing I was going to ask is, are you aware that um, uh, Mystery Science Theater did Mac and Me? I yes, most certainly. Yeah, um, that was. Which that was is awesome. Good. My, um, my, my question is, did you rewind the VHS before you returned it, though? Of course. I mean, as a former Blockbuster employee, I would never. <laughs> ever. Hey, you worked at Blockbuster? Yeah, for about eight years, man. Why? I worked at Blockbuster. What? Oh, my I God. shopped at did Blockbuster. Did we just become what? best friends? No. We, we did. Good housekeeping. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was wonderful. I, well, you know, l- little known fact, you know, Philip working for Blockbuster for eight years is why they shut down. Uh, I was there before the disaster happened, Paul. <laughs> the disaster um, that was DVDs? What the hell? Oh, God. Bullshit. I was there when I just swapped them out. <laughs> and then just a, a quick note on, like, not going to get too far into it, but um, Hook. Sure. Hook. Rufio. Yeah. Um, growing up, I was a big Robin Williams, and I'm still a big Robin Williams fan, and he's... Um, he kind of has a – he's one of the major influences on, on me, my life, and the comedy that I do. So um, even his shitty movies like Hook or One Hour Photo <laughs> or Flubber or uh, Dad of the Year that didn't do well was, was just I, – I enjoy all of them. But Hook really stands out as, uh, as one that stuck with me for a while to the fact that – Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He's going to come back with a hooker. I have the uh, the Game Boy game that came wow, out in, nice. the, in the 90s you so much. That's how, how much hook I love. So It put its hook in me, Paul. <laughs> TikTok, it's your turn, Shmi. Um, you mentioned hook, which makes me think of Mrs. Doubtfire, which I recently bumped into a thread on Reddit about recently, and someone's like, you know, that movie doesn't age very well. Because if you look at it now, his character is like – super creepy <laughs> and and, and uh, what's his name oh what's the what's the uh, Pierce Brosnan Pierce oh. yeah Pierce Brosnan's character is just like this sweetheart stepdad figure no. that comes in and is like no. embraces everything and is like super cool about everything no. he's stealing his family Paul <laughs> yeah no <laughs> That's, yeah yeah Anyways, uh, Tony, you got another one for us? You got another classic that uh, holds up for you? Jeez, we ran through so many of them. Um, hmm, I'm a big, well, I was just saying, I'm a big Toy, I'm a big toy Story fan. I don't know if uh, we can go classic or I don't even remember that doesn't how old I was when that came out. <laughs> I know he's dog shit. <laughs> that's a, I mean, it's not 13th Warrior. Um, well, I feel like Incredibles. I feel like it's a little out of like I was probably more of a teenager, a young adult, and it just, I just stuck with me. But um, his movies, gee, oh man, I'm sorry for those not watching the stream. Paul's light just went off and it distracted <laughs> me, like, and it was just like this glowing face. <laughs> I was like, Philip sent me a meme. I hope everything's okay over there. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I said, my number what? My number one really is, like I said, Pee Wee, um, Goonies, uh, Labyrinth. Labyrinth probably comes in at a third. It's one I'll always watch um, and always get like 
you know, it's four dudes. I'm not going to tell you I cry. I'm not going to deny that I cried <laughs> at the end when, uh, when like she's back, but then the, the big dude comes back and he's like, Oh, bye Sarah or whatever her name is. And I'm like, man, it's messed up. It's over. She's done. But she does return to Labyrinth eventually. But it's just not the same. <laughs> Labyrinth. You got to dance that magic dance. Uh, oh, always. Maybe. Always. I mean, if you have the power of the babe. It's We're going one. to the ball this year, Tony. Hell yeah, dude. I've never. Apparently, I, we're, we're blockbuster, blockbuster brothers. Try saying that three times fast. <laughs> blockbuster brothers. Blockbuster brothers. Oh, that is a thing. Yeah. Uh, the labyrinth is. I didn't want to bring it up, but it, it is still one of my top, probably top five, top ten favorite movies of all time. Um, just because Jim Henson and puppetry yes. is such a yes. big influence on my life. David Bowie is easily in my top three favorite musicians of all time. Um, so just putting these together plus a, a puzzle dungeon, it's, it's, it's everything that I love. So. I know I say this every time we talk about puppets and I'm on the show, but I'm going to say it again for other listeners. Uh, if you are not from Atlanta, when you do visit Atlanta, say, for I don't know, Dragon Con, you have to go to the Center for Puppetry Arts. Yep. You have to. Um, I'm speaking directly to you, Phil, but it's for everyone. Uh, if you have any interest in that stuff, uh, you have to go. It's all of Henson's legit stuff. When he passed away years and years and years ago, and I remember where I was when I read it on the paper, um, he left a large portion of his collection to that specific center um, because he just knew and felt they would carry on, you know, with the art and the love of puppetry. So they have a crap ton of his original stuff and they have other stuff and other puppets and do other shows. And it is just a cool spot. You need to go. Someone who's a big fan like Phil claims to be, who's never been, it makes me doubt his commitment to Sparkle Motion. I've been to um, Dragon Con once, uh, one and a half times. So uh, last year it just wasn't in the cards, Tony, because, um, you know, I'm an adult and I have things to do. But uh, hopefully this year will be a little bit less relaxed for me and I'll be able to do exactly what I want. And not, so you've uh, been to Atlanta only twice? Uh, I wanted to half times, Tony, like I said before. Um, in my life yes uh, well you know we'll say two times because i, I was there for yeah. a layover once yeah yeah so three so three times no no times. uh two two total um just two two times um it is it is a place man that i think uh, would be fun to take the whole family it's just a cool spot so yeah so do, have they, time. do they have an nwp display <laughs> No? Okay. I'm I don't think so. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I, I got on the puppet spiel. Yeah. I, I just, I, anytime somebody starts talking about puppets, all I can think of is Chris Rock being like, NWP. <laughs> and I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, yeah. So, uh, anybody the National got... Women's Party. Yes, Paul. Yeah, yes, National... <laughs> it's totally uh, random and out of place. I don't know. I didn't get it. Does anybody have one last film that they absolutely have to get out, get out there and let the world know? Fly your freak flag. Now's your chance. Last Starfighter. Okay. Um, and that's why when, um, Ernest Klein's Armada came out, I didn't care that it was just a total ripoff of Last Starfighter. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I love that movie and uh, and I can't wait to see them make that into a movie. I love that book and I can't wait for the movie to come out. That's what I meant to say. Sweet. Alright, so we're going to roll into our mid-show break. Uh, we will be back in just a moment for you folks listening at home. Patrons, you're going to get to see some mid-show riffage. And if you're not 
a patron. Why? Why are you still listening to us and don't support us? Go over to patreon.com slash breaking the panel. Throw a couple bucks our way. Get access to these uh, raw, uncut, unfiltered videos that get loaded up to YouTube just for your viewing pleasure. But we'll see you on the flip side of the show where we talk about some more dumb stuff. Patreon.com slash breaking the panel is where you go to support the show. Now, we know that you all are crazy enough to listen to our little shit show here, but are you crazy enough to support? A lot of you actually are. Um, we've got a couple new patrons over the last couple of weeks, and I deeply appreciate it all the way down in my deep, grinchy heart. One of the perks you get with the Patreon is the behind-the-scenes uncut editions of the weekly episode. Um, we record for about 20 to 30 minutes before the show starts. We talk in the mid, mid-show mid break and then the post-show. And a lot of that, you know, just gets cut out because it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit the show. Maybe uh, at that point we talk about things that we're going to drop mid-show. Uh, things get weird. Things get heated sometimes. Uh, the only place to get that is over at patreon.com slash breaking the panel. So support if you can. Any amount is perfect with us. And let's get to the second half of the show. See ya! And we're back from the break! Yep. We're hey, done. Let me tell you this, and I, I mean this with all sincerity. It's seldom I can say that on the show. If, if you were not watching the video from the break, you are missing out. Yeah. There was some good stuff in there. Uh, anyways, we got a couple of topics here to touch on. Uh, I, I grabbed a couple of these because they just kind of like made me laugh a little bit. Uh, China removes all gay dialogue and scenes from Bohemian Rhapsody, ends up creating plot holes. How? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they just showed a, They uh, just showed the Live Aid concert Like it's weird He walked. It opens up, he walks in He walks out, and then it's over yep. <laughs> He's got long hair And then he's, he's in a tank top I don't know yep. He never dies Still uh, it <laughs> made 500 million dollars in China Oh <laughs> uh. But it's it's pretty great because like they're talking about um uh, let's see here uh they they removed every line of dialogue that directly mentions homosexuality or bisexuality or and, said by a gay man. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, here is it. It's uh it was down here a little bit, but they're basically like yeah. At one point in the storyline, like they just present a situation, and they jump to another thing. And it, there's, it's a complete jarring jump. There's no connective tissue there at all. It's just like, yep, so now we're talking about this other thing that's completely unrelated to what we were just doing in this film. I'm kind of disappointed this isn't on the Blu-ray that I bought. Cause <laughs> China, the China I, cut? I, I, I'm not joking. Like, as much as it sounds like a joke, I really want to see... I want to see this. I need to see this. Because, you know, Tony was here actually weird enough when I was talking about I bought it and watched it. And how much I love this movie, and, and I enjoyed everything except that there's no Flash Gordon sequence in it. But I, I, I'm so curious because this whole second act of the, or the 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 second act of, of the movie is you know out Freddie, you know, um, drugged out mm-hmm. men on his arms, Freddie Mercury, and I'm just I'm I'm really curious on how they made that work. Do you know, Paul, um, if they cut out like all the, the uh, like his him finding out he has AIDS and all that rest? What? They, they redubbed uh, one of the scenes where they said, uh, yeah, like they're talking about um, 
like Mary's response, no Freddie, your gay is removed. And the moment where Mercury reveals his AIDS diagnosis to Queen Ben members, the dialogue yeah. has been muted as to not say the disease aloud. What? But that doesn't make sense. You can get AIDS and not be gay. Yes, like, of course. Like, so, uh, that people might even speculate, no, we can't have that. That's the best thing to do for a Chinese accent. That's supposed to be someone in the Chinese. Oh, man. You have to turn into Bosch Love Live every Saturday Saturday night. Uh, we 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 got hard into that. I'm you not gonna do crank it your ching chong up a little bit there, buddy. <laughs> it's so simple. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> as um, the as the minority representative on the panel today, <laughs> I will not be chinging nor chonging <laughs> this evening. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Phillips, Phillips Asian accent is a little offensive. Oh, really? Dennis's, Dennis's Asian accent is like the nuclear option of Asian accents. Oh yeah, no, we're gonna get banned from Twitch. Right now, but <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Like <laughs> Freddie, you were only here for a little bit of time, so let's fucking burn out strong. Not here um, for a long time, just here for a good time, right? That's right. Um, but that's weird. That's super weird. I mean, I know that they're very conservative, and even in video games, they can't show um, skeleton and blood and that and all that razzmatazz or like um like in warcraft the undead are completely different models than they are in the states because the undead are zombies and and you know bones and skin are just falling off these characters so they had to change that completely so it's shocking but it also is not at the same time i'm just i'm blown away that i i need to somehow find this copy i need it (laughs) <laughs> so I feel like uh, in the context of that, the Chinese version of WoW, instead of like the living dead, they just look like basement dwellers. I, I like pale, pasty. <laughs> I, I'm almost positive that's right. Like a, like a drow almost, or um, like a reverse drow, like black sure. hair and just I don't know. Uh, I'll try to pull it up and uh, in in on the internet, but it's interesting that they muted the dialogue, and I'm kind of glad that they muted it instead of like redubbed the dialogue. If that makes sense, so I don't know. I just like I I have AIDS, Live AIDS. That is, we're going to Live AIDS. I guess the confusing part for me is like, why would you just even allow? Like, because China absolutely just says no to a whole bunch of films. They're like, nope, nope, just don't even. We're not, you know, you're going to be banned by the government. Like you're not allowed to be shown. So I don't know why they would like green light this film, but then heavily edit it. It's like just, it'd be si- right. It'd be simple just to be like, no, we're good. Right. Exactly. Like, it's just like, we're going to make people smuggle it in. And I feel like anybody who listens to Queen and knows who Freddie is, has to know the story. Like at this point, like it's got to be almost impossible to not, because he's, he's easily the most, probably the most high profile, you know, example of the AIDS epidemic of the eighties. The right. Like it, it's like, maybe it's just like a like a weird Santa Claus thing in China. They just don't talk about. Well, yeah, you know, there's like, all kinds of weird stuff like that. And I wonder, I wonder, like, like you said, when you get a movie like that and it's so disjointed, if that's just part of the culture, they're just used to that. They're like, oh, I'm sure something was cut out, you know, or even more so, I know exactly what was cut out, and it's not like you're fooling anyone, you know. Well, that's like, like you know, the, the article is like the the subtitles removed "gay man" and replaced it with "special group." Like that seems like worse. Like, to me, that's worse than just saying gay man. Special group? What do you mean special group? Like... Oh, you know. Like... Like we're not like wearing helmets, eating crayons. It's just we're we, you know like come on. Well, I don't understand what. So I don't know. China's China's. I take Chinese martial arts, and I'm like eh, China's weird. Like it's their stance know. to their stance towards censorship is certainly kind of perplexing sometimes. 
Um, I, I did find that Warcraft um, that, yeah, it just looks like an emaciated human. Um, even like, you know, if you played Warcraft, they have like skeletons that will sometimes... So, looks like Austin from Botch, right? Yeah, yo, completely. Uh, but yeah. It, but even that, like, uh, Paul, this is really just for you, like the abominations or stitches, right? All that. Mm-hmm. Is, stitches, for the people that don't know, is a monster that um, has been stitched together by other people's body parts to be this sort of abomination bonom- kind of walking corpse. Everything is sewn up, Paul, so his stomach's not open with guts falling out, and there's no stitch lines. He's just smooth. What did you Google? Like <laughs> Chinese Warcraft Undead? Yep. And it was just like, uh, here they are. All right. Oh, well, no, but it's it's a thing. Like, within the Warcraft community, like, gotcha. it's a known okay. thing that um, they're weird on censorship, especially about skeletons. So she go to, like, Alibaba or something? and like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Only patrons will ever know. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it, it's I've encountered some weird stuff with that in a few other places. Uh, I think I mentioned in the past Magic Gathering has had to have alternate art for certain cards that had depicted undead and stuff. And it's, it's kind of weird what will ran- randomly like pop up. It's like, Oh no, you can't show that here in China. And it's like, Oh, okay. If you I guess. Say so. Yeah. <laughs> say so. I just thought it was kind of interesting. Like it normally I wouldn't care about a story about China editing a film because it's kind of commonplace, but like Bohemian Rhapsody, like to, to cut out all the gay references is like, so it's a half an hour film now. <laughs> it's a commercial. Yeah. Uh, in other oddball news, not, okay, I'm going to be honest. It's a light news week, and mm-hmm. Philip and I just really hate Brian Singer, and we like to shit all over him. But before you do that, uh, uh, again, those watching the video, Phil is having a stroke. <laughs> Real quick, before we leave, um, with all those edits, it still made $6.5 million in China. Jeez. Wow. So not really that much though. Not uh, like six six point well, five a, million a limited release in China. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so it's yeah, probably yeah. only being shown in like Beijing and and all the um like all the liberal towns, you know. <laughs> well, I don't know if that counts uh if Chinese uh box office usually counts like Taiwan or not. Um it probably or... does since they're not on the, the international list right. that I'm looking at. But so yeah, it's... I mean that's still a, I, I mean it's not a lot, uh, but it's a lot to me. <laughs> I mean, we're not all on missing posters, Tony. Sorry. <laughs> we don't all have chairs for our guitars. <laughs> we, we don't all have guitars. <laughs> oh, well, oh, oh, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, my dear boy, that you don't have a, a guitar chair. But <laughs> Brian Singer, huh? Yep, Brian Singer. Uh, Sophie Turner is doing press for uh, a number of things, including the upcoming X-Men film. And she joins Rami Malek in saying that Brian Singer was unpleasant to work with when she was working with him on Apocalypse. Unpleasant. So the fuck what? I'm unpleasant to work with. (laughs) She still got paid. Like... Unless it was, unless it was like a HR level complaint, like yeah, it was kind of unpleasant. Well, yeah, well, I mean, they they fired him off of Bohemian Rhapsody because he was so bad. He threw a temper tantrum on set and threw like stuff, and geez. like Rami Rami Malek was going to walk away from production if they didn't get rid of him. So that's crazy. Uh, oh, and not to mention all the things that he's super has done, but has not been held to the fire yeah. yet. Yeah. Well, don't worry. Some in, in ten years, somebody will pull up his old tweets and get him fired from Disney. So it'll be great. 
But then he'll get rehired. That's true. He does. He he he, he will get rehired from prison. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I I've said it multiple times. He's a monster um, that is still walking the lands. So yeah, uh, it's really interesting that so Sophie was trying to like dance around this a little bit. And she uh, started referring to, um, she related her time in Hollywood to her Game of Thrones character, Sansa Stark. <gasps> She's like, there's a lot of Sansa in me. Uh, you go into something and you think it's going to be a huge dream. And then you figure out, oh, wait, I have to be very strategic about everything. And Harvey Weinstein is Joffrey or Ramsey. And probably worse than that, a White Walker. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit. Like, do, do you know how bad Hollywood's got to be when she's, like, describing you as Game of Thrones? Like, Game of Thrones is the, like, deadliest franchise in popular fiction right now. So, fuck, man. Philip, you seem really excited. You have something to say? No, no, no. That's, that's awful. That's yeah. absolutely <laughs> awful. Um, yeah. No, it's, it's insane. I mean, that's the thing. Like, she worked with Singer on Apocalypse. But she, she wasn't, you know, in, in too much of the scenes in, in Apocalypse. Not not compared to, you know, your 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 main original, you know, first class heroes. But still, like, even with the limited time that she was in the film, um, to have those comments about this. Um, She's in Phoenix, right? She is, yeah. but Brian Singer's not tied to that whatsoever. Uh, yeah, no, that's... Uh, so oh, I was thinking he directed that. Me too. And, and that's where her comments were stemming from. No, she was talking about Apocalypse. Uh, I don't even I've only saw that once and I was like kind of half asleep um well it was pretty bad I, I don't mean, even remember disagree where she was at in that what do you mean disagree I disagree well I mean you know you had the whole end scene um where um she saves the day and then you had those off skits where she was palling around with Jubilee and and all the other young uh x-men in the mall and whatnot but i cannot say i remember that oh man you should rewatch it it's really uh an underrated movie no that uh a lot of people um you know this in in about 20 years i feel like this is going to be <laughs> that movie that i defend that uh <laughs> people think is dog shit I mean, look, it's got it's got my boy Oscar Isaacs in it, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, the Oscar Isaacs! Yeah, they got the Oscar Isaacs. I was <laughs> so excited to see him as Apocalypse, and then until I watched it, <laughs> I was like, "Is he gonna do something, or is he gonna get cool?" No, okay, <laughs> all right. Well, that's a lot of makeup. That movie's uh, better than um, Logan. That movie is better than what? Uh, that movie is now, better, now I know you're meme. Better than... Uh, oh, I have to ask uh, you to remove me from the rotation. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm that movie like, is better than... Uh, Tech's like, yo, I'm out. Spider-Man <laughs> Homecoming that does not hold a candle to this movie. Oh, uh, uh, you are the you're the dumbest. And this is the sword that is going to drive into my own belly. <laughs> Uh, so speaking of um, mediocre, at least in some people's opinion, uh, Marvel films, Tony, <laughs> you said something controversial in the pre-show that we're going to pull out into the light. Uh, the- I was under the impression that things said in the pre-show stayed in the pre-show. Oh. I said a lot of things in the pre-show. You are dead wrong. Uh, so, so Tony, you said that you uh, had a less than um, enthusiastic response to Captain Marvel. Yeah, so. but that was in the pre-show. <laughs> so, um, well, now you get now you're getting called out on the main floor. So let's let's hear it, buddy. 
It was uh, yeah, 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 man. Well, the what what brought it up was I had the pleasure of seeing um, Shazam a couple days ago for the uh, Fandango early little preview. It was like six bucks, man, because it was during the matinee. Nice. Um, can't beat that unless it was five bucks. But um, I really I, I thought Shazam was a lot of fun. It was just a fun like kind of family movie with a couple odd scary parts. Otherwise, it's good for, you know, the kids and stuff. And when I walked out, I did say to a friend, like, yeah, I enjoyed that more than, than Captain Marvel. Um, I just, I was, I was very meh on Captain Marvel. Um, what was meh about it for you? The whole thing. The whole thing <laughs> was just... You know, it went on for a while, then it ended. It just... I yeah, all that work. stuff. Um... <laughs> I don't know, man. I just never really, I, I might need to rewatch it because I might've been having a bad day or something, but I just never got into it. I was never vested or rather invested in it. Um, I didn't enjoy the 90s stuff like, oh, look, it's but, a blockbuster. But you yeah. weren't a blockbuster. Yeah. Yeah. We're blockbuster like brothers and I get that. Show but, me the pop box. Let me see all yeah. that POP box that you get. No, okay. <laughs> I'll sell you I a just, candy bundle. That did <laughs> <laughs> for twenty bucks. Two two pieces of candy and a popcorn and two drinks for twenty bucks. How did how do you go? Anyway. Those were pretty good. Those were the days. Um so so that element of it didn't really uh uh strike with me. I will say this. Um I was all for the female empowerment thing, but it seemed a little, uh, a little, little heavy-handed, a little overpoured. I am a show me, don't tell me type of person in movies, at least. Um, and I don't know, it just the, the notes to me just didn't hit, which is fine. You know, yeah, it's, I it's, mean, it's, I didn't hate it. I wasn't like, man, this movie sucks. No, but I was like, all right, so that was a thing. Um, the pager kind of felt forced and that bothered me. Uh, the cat, I didn't care about, like, whatever, just well, whatever to all of it. I do like Samuel Jackson, though. Um, the, the reason I asked you to bring it up is because we didn't have anybody with an opposing position on our panel about it, and I've noticed that, like, when you talk to people about this film, almost everyone is like, yeah, it was it was fun. But you almost <laughs> never hear anyone say it was great or it was good or it was like, you know what I mean? They're always like, yeah, it was fun. And it's like, you know, Mike Woodard, our producer, said to me a couple months ago, I forget which movie or something I was talking about. I basically, I, 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 I spitballed uh, my quick take response to something I watched into our group chat for all the hosts on the network. And basically, like, he was just like, you know what, man? Sometimes I don't care about your critical thoughts on it. I just want to know if you had fun. And I was like, yeah, I, no, I did. And I was like, shit, this, everybody is like just saying that about this movie. They're like, yeah, it's fun. And I had, and I, and there's maybe nothing wrong with that. Cause I think we, we basically arrived at that conclusion at the end of our panel that it was like middle of the pack for a lot of us, as far as MCU films go, but there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with just having fun with a movie. No, not at all. And, and, and my favorite Marvel movie is middle of the pack for everybody else. Which you is? know, Guardians 2 is my okay. is my fucking movie. And, nice. and and I talked about this at at DragonCon last year. That that talked to me because I'm an adopted kid dealing with father issues, which is a Guardians 2 in a nutshell. So it, it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't have to be regarded well to be a good movie to me because that's my movie. That's that's just like Logan. Logan is a great movie, but I got something out of Logan that other people don't because my father has failing health. We have mental 
um, um, uh, d- 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 we have a uh, mental health issues. Uh, well, yeah, mental health issues in in my in my family with my father's side. So it's like I was just having a kid come into my life at that point as well. So it hit me differently than than other people. I, ironically, he has retractable claws. I mean, yeah, well, some, sometimes you just yeah. really. Me too. Um, so, but 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 you know, Logan's a bad example. But um, Guardians Two is like, yeah, it's my favorite movie. It may not be the best in everyone else's opinion, but god damn, did that fucking movie speak to me? And that's why it's my favorite. So, but I, I, Tony, with you saying, you know, you weren't digging it that day. You could have a bad day. I mean, that's that's what makes this, you know. Work because you're allowed to have your other opinion. You weren't going into it saying, "Yeah, fuck this movie," because uh, you know, <laughs> women. Am I right? It's just like no. <laughs> the, the beats in the story just didn't work for me. I just, yeah, like I said, I was very meh. Um, yeah. And what's funny is I talked to a couple of people. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't wild about it. I was like, you should still go check it out. Let me know what you think. It wasn't like, oh, it was trash. Don't go see it. Yeah. Um, you know, it was just, like I said, for me, just kind of meh. Um, much like the, the the kind of the theme of the night has been certain things resonate with you, and that's why it's your favorite. It might have been the opposite for me. Like, I don't know. It just didn't resonate, and whatever. Yeah. So that, oh, sorry, Tank. No, no. No, that was cool. So for me, it was just like you kind of mentioned what you go into it with. I, this is not like, so if you think end game, every, everybody is going into end game, like fucking blow my socks off. Right. Like yep. that, that movie doesn't smash it. Even if it's a great movie, but doesn't smash it, people are going to like rip it a new one. This movie it was like, I, cool. Like, I just want to like laugh a few times, you know, make it a halfway decent movie. And that's what they did. And it's not, you know, it's not winter soldier, but there wasn't trying to be winter soldier. Right. It was just, we want to like make it a fun like superhero movie, so I I was, I was okay with that. But no, it was X-Men apocalypse, right? Exactly, managing expectations going into the movie. No, it certainly wasn't an apocalypse. But Much I mean, better. from from what I've been talking to other people who didn't like the movie, um, Tony, they were totally different reasons from you. You know, they just they felt like story was weak. Um, she was never really in danger. Um, more of a like a Mary Sue situation and all that razzmatazz, which I just counter argue. It's like, uh, what what superhero movie that we've had in the last ten years has anybody actually been in danger? Yeah, I don't buy that she wasn't in danger. Like there were times she, it it it's an origin story of the character, and it wasn't more so was she knocked down, although she was to some extent. It was she's learning about her power. She doesn't have her powers yet, yeah. you know. So yeah. I was I was good with that. Um, you know, they they put the giant things on her hand, you know. So all right, whatever. I just I just want to see superheroes rip shit up, and I got that. Yeah, you know. My my counter to that is like in 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 Homecoming, we didn't think he was gonna die when he was being crushed by the building. But that's a powerful ass scene when he's like, okay, no, I'm not going to give up. Like, this is going to be me. I don't need the, you know, the suit to do it. And, and like I said, maybe that's not what they were going for in Captain Marvel. And so that's fine. But like, we never, I do, I can see where people give you that point of like, we, there was no like emotional gravitas moment in, in the movie. I'll give you that. Yeah, because I mean, Tank, you're right. Because even in um, uh, Infinity War, you know, I know that Far From Home is coming out, but that dusting scene of, of Peter Parker... Which was 
uh, ad lib, by the way, that he didn't I actually know. have oh, yeah. scenes that written down. They were just like, hey, you're going to die today. He's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I'm going to try not to leak this to the press. In a, in I, didn't, I didn't know that. But, um, but, you, <laughs> but you're right. Because that, <laughs> you're like, oh, shit. That fucked me. I mean, it, it yeah. fucked me hard when, when Parker was dusted. And there was never that really, like, uh, emotional, oh, fuck. Like, we, we are shit out of trouble right now. So. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Yeah, well, for me, so last year's Marvel films, Ant Man on the Wasp, kind of aside, um, were such gut punches. Like, like Black Panther has some powerful moments. Like, if you, if you're invested in that story, you're just like, this is raw. Like, especially like you know, even Killmonger's story, you're just like, damn. Like, this is there's pain and suffering going on in this story. There's real consequence to what's going on. And, you know, as it draws out and everything, you know what I mean? There's a lot on the line by the end of the film. And then you roll into Infinity War and it's just like, the end is just like 25 minutes of gut punch after gut punch. And you're just like, damn. I don't feel so good. Yeah. And then you go watch a palate cleanser like Ant-Man and the Wasp and you're like, yeah, that was fun. But I, I there's almost nothing from that film that stands out to me. Like, I remember very little about it. Post-credit scene. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the that was the dirty, right? Like, they're like, oh, you just relax. You just spent two hours relaxing with us. <laughs> Bam! Fuck you. Wow. Shit is still getting real. And, you know, and it just got, it got wild. And it's like, so then you roll into Captain Marvel and it's like, it's a fun time. It's a fun movie. It's not a terrible movie, right. but it's definitely not carrying the same weight that these re- other recent MCU films have. And I, for one, just can't wait to jump back. I like, I want this conclusion point of like this era of the MCU. I want it bad. I just want to, I want to feel feels while I'm looking at these guys. Well, if you, if you want feels, I mean, it, it's come out that Chris Evans, like had a rough time getting to the end of this three and three hour and two minute movie. Mm-hmm. Like he said it emotionally was tough for him. So, yeah. I mean, that's somebody who has been working with this project for years and he's getting you know emotional about it i mean it's it's gonna there's a lot of fucking pressure yeah. uh, pressure everywhere i don't know i'm still going I'm almost, I'm almost scared you ever get like so hyped that you're like yeah. oh man i don't know matrix. what if <laughs> <laughs> matrix yeah matrix it 3. was the second one i i didn't mind the third one yeah. uh, matrix wise it was the second one and see what happened with the third one is after being beat up so bad in the second one i was like fuck it this i don't care anymore and then i was like oh this was actually pretty interesting but man let me tell you after all the hype yeah i know we're going back to matrix how big of a movie we talked about that being like it was say what you will it was a huge moment in pop culture and then for the second one to be the second one Oh man, that is um the weird my my weird Matrix story is I saw each one of those movies in a different state. Um, <laughs> first one in mind, or I like was actually- drunk. Yeah, I was, stoned, <laughs> I was cracked out. The third one, that was a great. I was crazy. That's why I was so good. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I um lived in Georgia at the time. I saw the first one. Um, was driving to California and stopped off in Arizona and saw the second one. And then I uh, saw the third one while I lived in California. And yeah, let me tell you, that second one. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring that up. <laughs> My bad, y'all. Sometimes we cross a line on this show. I want to apologize. But I, I get your nerves. Ching Chong wasn't the line. It's, it's Matrix 2. <laughs> it was Matrix stop, 2. Stop bringing it back up. God damn it, Tony. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, 
yeah, I'm very nervous. Very nervous because there's a lot of pressure on the Russo brothers to put a beautiful bow on 12 years, 10, 11 years of, 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 of movies. And every movie that they've put out so far during the Marvel franchise has come up Yahtzee. I mean, it's, right. it's great. You don't have that much success as a director. There's always some movie that is either an art house or a flop or, or not as great as the last one, but they just keep on this very, very steep incline. And I hope that they can just put that cherry on top of, of their, their career here at Marvel. And, oh man, I just, we're, we're less than a month away. I mean, that's... Supposedly tickets go on solid next Tuesday. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got the reminder set. My wife, who, I, the listeners know, I, when I go to the movies, I go on Thursday night, and then I take my wife out Sunday when she's not at work, because with the kid and all that razzmatazz, it just doesn't work out. She's taking off work. Hey, there you go. We, we already have a, keeper, a, man. We have, we have a, we have a, a sitter already planned and, and, and on the books. She's taking off work, and uh, that, that says a lot, like... Because we did Infinity War separate. So, like, I had that Thursday to Sunday where I was like... Can't say anything. Yeah. I know we don't talk already, wife, but I really can't talk. (laughs) (laughs) It was rough. If if you chose, this was the one weekend you wanted to do it, we're not going to do it. Yeah. But I like that she, you know, because I always plan, like, hey, this is how it's going to work out. She's like... Yeah, no. Yeah, go fuck yourself. I'm 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 coming Thursday. That's awesome. Tell the girlfriend she has to wait. <laughs> She'll be there. How did, I take Dennis everywhere. <laughs> how did how did the Russo brothers get Winter Soldier? Like coming off of 2006's You Me and Dupree. Um, oh god. I see they did a little bit of arrested development. They did a little bit of um community. But what the hell happened? Like just smash it. Yeah, like where did they come from, you know? Cuz like Winter Soldier people argue is one of if not the best MCU movie, right? It's Winter like, Soldier's my favorite. Right. Like it's this like that was like the like the first movie where they're like, "Oh, it's not just a superhero movie. Like we can do other like cool shit under the hood, right?" And it's like Mm-hmm. These guys came out of nowhere. And let me tell you what's funny about that is I didn't love um, First Avenger because I'm just oh. not like a big history buff and like, yeah. like oh, the 50s and whatever, whatever. It was all right, but I didn't love it. And I was right. just kind of like, I was meh. I was meh on it. And I was like, I'll go see the second one. You know, I heard it's maybe a little more modern. And then I hit my brains. Yeah, because yeah. – and to this day, like the running gag on our show is, oh, it was good. It ain't no Winter Soldier. <laughs> Winter Soldier, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I just, and then just now, I was thinking like, oh, yeah, where, where did they come from? And I don't know. Out of nowhere. There has to be somebody in community. That, that, well, I'm <laughs> yeah. saying like they did community from 09 to 14. Mm-hmm. Winter Soldier is 14. There mm-hmm. has to be somebody from community that was like, no, this this is happening. These are the guys. You, you want to talk to these guys. Speaking these guys of community, right. real quick, um, because I've been watching um, Spider-Verse nonstop, mm-hmm. there is a Donald Glover hot millisecond cameo in Spider-Verse that I caught. Which is mind blowing. Um, um, just wanted to put that out in the world real quick because um, in in his uncle's apartment, when he goes to see his uncle, he's watching Donald Glover get out of bed in his Spider-Man pajamas, and it's a hot second uh, clip from Community of, of that on the television. And I was like, I, Danny, Danny, I know you're enjoying this movie. 
but daddy's being neurotic right now and I have to rewind this movie <laughs> to make sure I saw what I saw, Danny. Daddy, um, why do you watch boy get out of bed all the time? <laughs> Danny, I said don't talk about my subreddits in public, son. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've gotten more. Uh, Goddamn Spider Verse! If you if you haven't, I, I can't talk about it enough. I opened it and have watched it multiple times. If that holds any weight with anybody who listens to this this fucking show, I have a Facebook friend. I think I talked about this last week. I have a Facebook friend who like shat on it and he's like, "Yeah, this is pretty what." Bad. Yeah, and I was like, I. I, I oh, I'm sorry. So you me. have so you have an ex Facebook right. friend? Yeah, I no, used to have this friend. friend blocked i don't know the guy really well and i nearly removed him like i i legitimately almost took him off my friends list i was like i don't you're just an acquaintance man and now you're dead to me like you might as well be dust in the wind so yeah um, yeah that movie was great i i was it was such a surprise too like seeing that in theaters i was like yo this movie is dope yeah now i, I like i love hearing sunflower on the radio <laughs> just because of that movie i thought it was like i genuinely thought into the spider verse was going to be fun and it was going to be decent but i expected it to be like a kid's movie yeah. you know like just to be okay and it was not it was insane it had it was emotional it was punchy like it was great and i was just like fuck man like this is the best spider film ever like this is handled the the or, you know the content from the comics the best this handles the characterizations the best and it's the most fun out of any of them it's like if we if we had to go through all of those years of sony spider-man movies to, get to this point <laughs> fucking yeah. worth it like if that's what it took got it. Sure. everything was leading to this moment right like ah, fine all right I forgive you. Yeah, it was about a quarter of the way in. I was kind of the same way. Like, yeah, I'll check that out. And I was like, I'm I'm in this. Yeah. I am in this. Unless at the end they like straight up just get racist or something really weird. <laughs> I am in this. Like, Unless aliens come after the crystal skull, then we're <laughs> <laughs> And I'll even tolerate a little bit of blatant racism because this shit is good. <laughs> They, they've a earned casual it. racism would be fun. That's, I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. For this? I'll take it. I'm okay. It can be personal. <laughs> yeah, if they crank their ching chong up to about a six, I'll be fine. God, please, die. Was that the episode title this week? Apparently, we lost Paul. Um, <laughs> God damn it, Paul. He turned it, he turned it up a little too high. It's <laughs> great. Uh, uh, so we got one last topic here before we're going to do our outro where we talk about what we've been watching, reading, and playing. Uh, basically, we didn't get to talk about this last week, but Nintendo had a in the Nindies uh, Nintendo Direct where they talked about the forthcoming indie games on the Switch. The biggest news, I think, to come out of this, hands down, was Cuphead port, right? No, but that's you fine. Disagree? I <laughs> you disagree? I certainly disagree. He's okay. like, oh, that's cute. No, no, no! It's it it is a big. It's the second biggest thing to happen during this Nindies. All right, all right, all right. Well, I'm I'm just going through uh, looking at some of the things. Uh, the first thing I want to say is but it was it wasn't the new console news. That's what we're saying. Just to get that well, straight, it's the board of a previous it, game. I, I don't think they announced it during the they, direct. They haven't announced okay. it yet. Okay, it's okay. announcement. Right. Uh, right. So there there might be a forthcoming couple of consoles but uh cuphead port was announced uh it's gonna have cups and heads yeah it's it's gonna be pretty insane um 
some other games to, to stood out to me. Uh, first of all, I just love the presentation style. Yes, Philip. Well, no, no, you're not wrong, Paul. This is important because this Cuphead is a Microsoft property. This is a studio that is under the Microsoft umbrella, and so that to have this come to a console that's not Microsoft is the, the first step into what Microsoft is rumored to do, which is getting out of the console business and go straight to, to a streaming service or, or just a software um, company. And it's also supposed to be the jumping point of having their IP on another system, per se. Mm-hmm. So there's rumors that, you know, uh, it's very weird to say that um, you could see a Master Chief on a Nintendo console in the near future, or even in, uh, let's say, a Smash Brothers. As weird as that sounds, that is an option now. But they're also developing different software um, for, for Nintendo, for Android, for Apple, which is great because Nintendo's online service is dog shit. And that's the <laughs> one thing that Microsoft has been doing well for over 10 years now. Um, they really have figured out online service, grouping with friends, playing with friends. They've, they've simplified that, which Nintendo needs. So that's why Cuphead uh, coming to the Switch is, is big news, but not the biggest news to come out of this, um, this indie development um, direct. Damn, dude. Phil just went on for like 10 minutes about how you were wrong. <laughs> that was the whole moral of that entire uh, story <laughs> Yeah. So got, anyway, that's why. Big, but yeah. <laughs> so our next topic now. <laughs> yeah. uh, so some of the things that jumped out, um, I'm just going to run through this list kind of quickly, some of the things that I noticed. But I like the presentation, as I said twice now. Um, they had two hosts that just kind of vibed off each other. There were a couple of quirky jokes and stuff. But Overland is a procedurally generated survival game. Uh, like a post-apocalyptic type thing that is done in a really neat, uh, not quite shell-shaded uh, style, but it, it, it's a visually kind of unique. Uh, it reminds me of a couple of other games that have been done in this style. It, it's visually interesting. Uh, my friend Pedro, which is... Yep. Pedro is a banana. I voted for him. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Uh, Pedro, uh, actually, Pedro, no. Don't encourage. Guys, yeah. stop. P- Pedro is a banana... <laughs> Uh, companion in a game where you are doing like kung fu flips and like oh. ridiculous action movie pistol shooting and whatnot. It, it's it's from Devolver. It's if you know anything about Devolver Digital, it absolutely seems like a Devolver game the moment you see it. Uh, my friend Pedro is probably going to be completely ridiculous to play on Switch. Uh, it's Blood, be- bullets, bananas. Another interesting game, uh, The Red Lantern, uh, is a survival game where you are a Iditarod racer who, like, things go awry, you get attacked by, like, a bear. And you that shit to- sounds too real. <laughs> but well, it's it's also done in an interesting visual style, but that seemed really, like, I, I think that could be pretty cool. That might be the kind of game that I would watch people stream just to see, like, the procedurally generated scenarios and stuff. Like, yeah, Philip, you look like you want to say something. Well, no, no, no. I mean, um, it's... It's like you said, Paul, it's, it's generated differently every time. And there's like 150 different scenarios that could happen. So nobody, I mean, percentagely, the, the percentage that we would have the same game going on is very low and very rare. But it gives this survival horror a storyline, which, which is rare for survival horrors. Um, especially for someone, you know, that that's running the Iditarad. It's just, it, it looks beautiful. It looks intense. And 
it, it's one of the ones that really stood out as a strong contender in this new Nindies. Can I mention that Iditarod is not a word I ever thought I would mention on this show? Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and to have an Iditarod video game that's like, yeah, no, that's a first day purchase for me. Yep. <laughs> or pre-order. Yeah. Pre-order, yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got in here. Oh, uh, Katana Zero looks like a Metroidvania that looks kind of fun, uh, where you're like a, a ninja type character. Uh, Double Fine has this game coming out called mm-hmm. Rad. That I'm, gonna is need you like... to, I'm gonna need you to watch the Ching Chongs there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I told you, I train martial, I train Chinese martial arts, so I get, I get a pass. Oh, just... He's just channeling his chi. It's fine. I, I, well, you joke. Oh, my God. I'll, I'll be uh, super saying by the end of the year. Keep trying me. <laughs> I'm skipping a few here, but uh, but fine. That's a, Rad is a Tim Schafer game. Right. Which, yeah. which, is, which is what makes me fucking thick because anything Schafer puts his balls on um, seems to be my, my jam. Is that the big news for you? Like, cup, no. fuck up head? But, no, okay. not at all. Uh, Pine is an interesting one where uh, there are these different anthropomorphic uh, tribes of animal people that you you end up in a world where like I think they said like eight different uh, areas like regions that you it's an RPG that you go through and you can like pit the factions of these different animals against each other uh, animal people and stuff it, it seemed kind of interesting it, for RPG players obviously um, it had an interesting visual style and yeah just watching the dude womp on like like Tor and stuff was kind of fun uh let's see what else uh blaster master zero two i'm super excited about i uh, love the blaster master game the original game from nes i love blaster master zero uh zero two is going to add a whole bunch more stuff to do out uh, now. Th- is it out right yep. away it, it dropped with the nindies oh nice so it's been out uh stranger things three the game that's going to happen when the uh season drops yep. in july nice uh, Cadence of Hyrule, Crypt of the Necrodancer. What is this? It looks so interesting. The Legend of Zelda. What? Do we know anything else about this? Cause... Oh, I know everything about this. This oh. is your top story on this entire Direct. Mm-hmm. Brace Yourself Games is a small indie developer out of, I believe, Vancouver. They have less Twitter followers than Geek Versus Podcast on the Giant Size Team Up Network. And for some reason, for the first time ever, Nintendo has let an indie developer take their biggest IP and run with it. That's crazy. Cadence. Talk. All right. So cadence of Hyrule is a, is a, um, it's a sequel or the, the part two of a game called, uh, uh, something of the necromancer. Um, Crypt of the necromancer. Oh. oh yeah. Yeah. Which is a strategy rhythm game. Yeah. Okay. So, um, it's, it's a big deal that this is happening because Nintendo, like I said before, they don't just let people touch their IPs, especially a small indie developer from Canada doing a strategy rhythm game. Yeah, what's, what's, what's the base of strategy rhythm game players, first off? But, but it, it could be this new Nintendo that we keep hearing about that's, you know, they, they've proven that they're willing to work with indie developers by putting the Switch out and having it almost like a Steam box in our hand. But now they're getting to the point where they're letting indie developers take their properties and go wild with it. You know, it was a big thing to have uh, Ubisoft take the Mario franchise and do a rabid strategy game with it. That was mm-hmm. big news when that came out. And now you have an indie developer that only has 11,000 Twitter followers and probably 
I don't know, a handful of fucking developers take The Legend of Zelda, one of your oldest, most pride uh, fan base out there. You're just going to give those IPs away? To, to, to whom? That's, that's huge news. Which, which can open up the fucking doors for, for a lot of things now if this goes well. I, I mean, we, we had um, Ubisoft also make Starlink, which was really just a wonderful um, Star Fox game. Mm-hmm. And, and it gives me cadence and hope that, you know, there's other IPs that have kind of fallen behind that indie, indie developers could pick up and just fucking go ham on. So that's why this is the biggest news of this entire Direct, because... You know, F-Zero, we haven't had an F-Zero since God knows when, uh, 64. But if you find a, an indie developer that can t- make a racing, high-speed racing game work, Nintendo's probably going to let them try. So that's why this is a big news to me. Yeah, that's crazy exciting. I bought, so I bought the Switch when it came out to play Breath of the Wild. And that is, to this day, the only game I own for my Switch. The next game I'm going to buy is the remastered Link to the Past because it looks fucking incredible. Uh, so I may have to add this game to it as well because this I'm this looks very interesting and uh, I, I can't wait to see what else they do with what they do with the with the IP like we we're saying. Yeah, and I, I haven't played Crypt of the Necromancer. Um, it's still Dancer. twenty Dancer. Sorry, it's still twenty bucks on uh, on Oops. the eShop, which is a little bit higher for. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not a big strategy fan anyway. So it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll wait if that goes down to 10. But now that they have the, the Zelda IP, it's kind of like, is that ever going to drop down in price now? Right. Doubtful, but we'll see. I got a Switch uh, maybe a month ago at a, a silent auction. And the first, I immediately bought um, Breath of the Wild. Incredible. And, and I told myself... <clears throat> As soon as I finish Kingdom Hearts 3, <laughs> I'll start up Breath of the Wild. I'm very OCD. I want to finish one thing before I go to the next. I'm about 75% of the way through Kingdom Hearts. I have no desire to go back to Kingdom Hearts, and so I've been in this weird, um, this weird uh, limbo. Not the game. I beat that. That was pretty fun. <laughs> You're in a stalemate. Yeah, where... Yep. If I boot up Breath of the Wild, the minute I click on the button, I'm admitting defeat on Kingdom Hearts, and I can't do that. Um, I also picked up Tetris 99, which I've been playing religiously. <laughs> um, and so I'll play that, and that was my way of playing my new Switch that I got without actually starting Zelda, which again would be admitting defeat on Kingdom Hearts. It's a very convoluted and complicated world that I live in. I, I purchased the, the system and the game, and quite frankly, I can play whatever the hell I want. I'm a grown man. <laughs> but no, man. no, no, no. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. So I'm yet to start Breath of the Wild. Uh, I may actually stream it. Um, hey, so, it's a yeah. good streaming game. Yeah. 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 If I ever beat uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. Dude, I watched uh, people uh, speedrun Breath of the Wild today for the first time. It's fascinating. Like, like they make it look so simple. <laughs> I was like, I spent so long on this game. <laughs> you beat the final guy with three hearts and what weapon? This is oh, <laughs> oh man! All right, boys, uh, let's let's wrap the show up here. Uh, Tank, we're gonna let you lead off. Uh, we do this thing as we outro, where we talk about what we've been watching, reading, playing. What what has been hitting your playlist, hitting your head, hitting your mind for the last week or so? So. I, I get watching. I got the thing I have to 
probably lead with is I watch Critical Role almost religiously, which is the big D&D streaming show that's like kind of swept the interwebs the last like couple years. Yep. Um, and that's, I, because of them, um, I now DM a home group. Our podcast did some, did a little bit of D&D stuff. That was a blast. So I, uh, Critical Role is like my thing. It's inspired me to write a book with a D&D character that I created that I didn't really get to do anything with. So I was like, F it, I'll write a whole book around them. Um, nice. and so, yeah, so I've been in that, um, uh, I haven't been reading a whole lot lately. Um, I kind of go, I, I'm one of those people that like, if I start reading something, everything else stops. And so I have to like plan when I'm going to start reading something cause nothing else gets done. Sure. Um, but, and then, uh, my brother and, and I have been getting back into wow. Um, hey. yeah. And so that's been, uh, it's been a fun adventure getting back into that after um, never, I was never huge into it, but mm-hmm. uh, um, it was like, you know what? Now as good as time as any, the other, the other big game um, because of critical role is a game called uh, pillars of eternity, yep. uh, which is based on the old Baldur's gate games, which is this real time strategy adventure, but you can pause it in the middle and like you're controlling like six different characters and they're all different classes and stuff. And it's, one of the, like, it reminds me growing up playing Baldur's Gate, which I fucking love those games. And so when I heard that they're like, yeah, we did voices on Pillars of Eternity and the second one's about to come out. I was like, okay, I need, I need to know what this is right now. Mm-hmm. Those, yeah, I'm a big fan of the Pillars series. Yeah. Oh, it's been a blast. Um, I need to get, I need to get the second one started. I just finished the first one recently. So I need to go get the second one and, and finish it up. So. Yeah. I'm currently uh, stuck in a Tony P situation with Pillars mm-hmm. of Eternity one where I, I, I want to go back to it and finish it, but I kind of also don't want to go back to it and finish it. So mostly just because I don't remember what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, the game's great. I just made the mistake. They, the, this is the only game I've ever played where the DLC is not after the end of the game. Mm. You see they came out with, you do it in the middle of the game, and I messed up the saving of the game, and now I'm like, I either have to restart the whole thing to go back and do it, or just go buy Pillars 2. So a very strong possibility I'm not going to do the DLC for it. That sucks. Tony P. Tony P is also in a Tony P situation. Um, <laughs> when he mentioned, when Tank mentioned Critical Role, I was like, wait, isn't that an old Geek and Sundry show? What? It is. Huh? Yep. And I had been hearing a lot about it lately. And, and I was like, let me, let me see. And yeah, I noticed um, it's exactly that. I used to be obsessed with the concept alone of Geek and Sundry. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and I guess it just, I'm just curious when it got big or if it just consistently grew. Um, it's, well, Critical Role's been around for a long time. Four years on the internet, a couple years before they, you know, they started it a couple years before that. They, like, they, they finally, they're so big now, they've actually broken away from Geek and Sundry and all of their, they own all their material now. Gotcha. So they're just um, doing their own thing. And right. it's, so they just, if you, if you really want to like, they just did a Kickstarter to try and do their own animated show. And in, I did one, see that. in one day raised over a million dollars and they're up to $8 million. There's still like 20 something days left in the campaign. It's fucking insane. And oh, I see it, it funded within like 30 an hour. Yeah. Not even. Yeah, is like um, I'm not a big D and D fan, and it's one of them things. Like, it's I don't know, I didn't know what it was. I wasn't keeping up with it, but it was in my peripheral, yep. and I was like, "Man, what the fuck? This sounds familiar." Um, and yeah, I did see when they launched the Kickstarter and all that. 
Um, a lot of people, when it comes to conventions, are like, bring the people from Critical Role. And I was like, what the fuck? Well, um, what's kind of interesting about Critical Role, if, for anyone who's not really familiar with it, it the DM is a voice actor, a really talented voice. Well, yeah, they're all actors and voice actors and whatnot. Um, but the, the DM is uh, Matt Mercer, who's the voice of uh, McCree. McCree. From- oh, and apparently, I'm, I literally have the wiki pulled up, and I didn't notice apparently he created it mm-hmm. um and yeah and i want to say oh go ahead i'll let you finish i'm sorry well i, I just uh, so you're not just getting like a bunch, a bunch of, of randos oh, yeah randos playing D. you're getting actors who get invested in what's going on and play their literally play their characters do the voices you know all that kind of stuff and really talented people like you know there's a lot of you know subpar low rate D shows on the internet and Critical Role is not one of them. Philip's like, I refuse it's, to answer. Critical Role is just barely a couple steps above the uh, bot show. That, that, that botched thing that's... Yeah. Botched podcast. Um, Fuck Critical Role! <laughs> wasn't was Matt Mercer... Brian ass motherfucker. You are Matt, all, all right, Phil, sorry, Phil, Phil, sorry. I'm going to need you to turn the ching chong down, man. Oh, boy. Well, you know, what, you know what I have the power to do? Uh... <laughs> Anyway, oh, so. <laughs> what? <laughs> this happens every time I'm on the show. It's every weird. Time I it's get weird. You, you you get muted. You should get uh, that fixed, Tony. It's kind of really... <laughs> yeah, upgrade your mic or something. <laughs> yeah. It's um, not... Was it Matt Mercer at Dragon Con or did I see him at a different he? con? Yeah, he was. Oh, but, man. And seriously, dude. Seriously, I think it was it not last year. Dude, I had just got into it last year. I'm gonna be I think they did an Overwatch panel last year. Oh, okay. They did, yeah, no, no. Mercer was there for that. They did a voice actor panel, and they had Mercer. Um, I believe the lady who plays, isn't it Tracer? Oh, okay. Wasn't Tracer there? I don't know. I would have to look at that. And I've been to a couple cons yeah. where they keep like having different ones, and so I mix up who was where and what and like Momo Khan gets a bunch of overwatch people. And, um, but I really do. I remember seeing Mercer do an interview and if it was on TV, then it was at dragon con. So <laughs> anyway, sorry, you missed him. That's all I was getting at. Uh, what I've been watching and playing and doing <laughs> is, um, finished up, uh, queer eye season three. Thought I had a few episodes left, sat down with some coffee and some donuts and then it was over. And I was kind of disappointed so much so that I had to tell somebody, and nobody would understand it but Phil. Ah, yeah, he was mad. I had to send me. Phil a text. Like, man, this is bullshit. I was like, yeah. Like, all, all right. The, the weird, well, no, the weird thing is that happened to us, too. I was like, yeah. Gonna get, we haven't watched that many episodes, and we're done. <laughs> and then all I right. could have sworn. I was like, oh, no, they changed the episode count or something. No, they've all been eight episodes, and I just We just track. restarted it. Yeah, we just said, <laughs> well, fuck it. Let's go through again. Man. Great. So uh, then I pouted a little bit about that, played some, uh, been really, really still playing Tetris 99 every time right before bed, and then uh, started the OA Season 2. Apparently that came out. I don't know if anyone watched the OA Season 1, uh, kind of a weird, hippy-dippy, trippy show on Netflix um, about oh, the OA means the original angel. And it's it's just, it's it's hard to explain. The OA is just kind of out there, um, but season two just just came out, so it picks up in its wackiness right where it left off. But pretty interesting show. Uh, that's it. Nice, nice, Philip. How about yourself? Not not too much. Um, I started Umbrella Academy finally. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I only watched one episode of it and said, I am not sober enough to continue this. I'll have to come back to this. <laughs> what? There's a monkey. What the fuck? All right. Yeah, yeah no. man. Uh, I'm going to have Butler. Yeah, man. He's dope. Um, but what I watched, I enjoyed. I mean, I, I knew how um, widespread the music selection was going to be. And I feel like they just went into my iTunes and picked out my most played songs and then put it into the show. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because, um, anyway. But uh, other than that, not too much. Um, as we record this, what we do in the shadows is on my DVR. So right when we hang up here, I'm going to go watch that, which I'm very excited for. Hey, I just scrolled past an article that said it was really good. That's good. Good. I'd share that. Yeah. Thank so, you. That that makes me feel that, a little bit better. Yeah, because some of the early reviews weren't so positive, and I was a little deflated by that. But I hope it's good. Uh, yeah, but like we talked you now, I'm I'm gonna probably watch it anyway and give it oh, you know, sure, five yeah. seasons before I give up on it. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I've still just been playing uh, Mario RPG on on stream every Tuesday. Which I feel like I'm getting close to the end, um, but since it's my first playthrough, uh, Mario RPG from the Super NES, I don't know how much time I have left, uh, but I feel close. So I personally had the joy of listening to you whine and complain through most of your stream yesterday. This this week was rough. Um, <laughs> um, this week was really rough. I couldn't get out of the sunken ship. Um, and then as soon as I did, I just kept getting slammed by uh, a sword boss. But after that, um, I rolled through like a champ and just started uh, dropping hammers and uh, turtle shells. So it's it's been good. It's been fun. Um, I want to play it now, but I'm stuck with you guys. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm trying to wrap this up so I can get my Tetris in. You know what oh, yeah, we didn't no, talk you got, about? You got first yet on that? No, no okay. I've been close. I think I got like third, fourth maybe. <laughs> oh. Um, um, I mean, really in the grand scheme, you know, like that, that adds up more than a first place. You get enough thirds and we don't have time to go into the math. Um, we didn't talk unless you guys talked about it last week, the cancellation of supernatural, which I haven't seen an episode of, but it was a big deal. I've seen the first 12 seasons. And now that I know this done, once it's done now, maybe I'll go binge the rest of it. So it's only, you're only three away. Yeah. What do you mean the first twelve seasons? <laughs> I do. Uh, so I watched. I watched all those in like. That's eighty percent of the show. <laughs> yeah, but when you watch that much in a row, you're just like, I need a break. I feel like you know, I can only the bromance can only hold me for so long. So I need, I need, I need a break. It's one of those things I felt like I'm like I just missed the boat on that. I'm not gonna try to catch up. Oh, and now no. that I know it's ending and there's fifteen seasons, I'm still not gonna try to catch up. <laughs> I, think, um, I think the only people on the network, Tony, that watch it and care is uh, is gonna really keep you away from from the it's charles all right and dennis yep so not watching that not um <laughs> i had the pleasure of interviewing uh curtis armstrong at a convention and everyone was like oh my god he was so great and supernatural and i was like huh, i got a fan question about supernatural because i don't know dude i don't know never seen it whatever <laughs> heard you were good i think i think i've seen like two episodes of supernatural ever oh that guy yeah okay I literally saw 20 minutes because they had it on at a place called Mr. Wing where I go for lunch. There you go. Um, but I, I might check it out at some point, especially now that I know that it's ending. I'm in a similar position to what you were saying, Tank. Like, I just couldn't be bothered. I was like, uh, 10 plus seasons, and then I'd have to watch week to week? No. Yeah. But maybe I'll grind through it at some point when I'm bored. Um, as for myself, I've, uh, 
watching Umbrella Academy slowly, uh, a couple episodes at a time. I think I have three episodes left. Uh, kind of digging it. It's taken some turns. Uh, one of my favorite things about Umbrella Academy is that it just oozes like style, you know, in different parts. Uh, like just the in the performances, the individual performances are incredible. Um, it doesn't seem to be in a big hurry to to get to a conclusion. So. Uh, that that's kind of neat. Um, but okay, so this doesn't really fall into our normal categories because it's technically a play. <laughs> but I've been listening to it nonstop. Uh, I finally, finally, finally was convinced to listen to Hamilton, and it is consuming my life. And I don't like it only because <laughs> it's, I, I literally cannot get any of it out of my head. Um, but if yeah, if you're like me and you lived under a rock for the last four years. Hamilton's pretty incredible. Um, if you like hip hop and you like, you know, the founding fathers of the United States and you find that period of time interesting. Yeah, that's about all I can say. What are you laughing about? Tony, why don't you uh, step in real quick? Uh, I'm sorry. My Ching Chong levels are over the charts right now. <laughs> I'm going to have to not. Um, I I I love that he's enjoying it. I I am happy to hear that. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why Philip is hiding on Cam. I'm not Anyways. hiding. It's just somebody stretched out as if they were going to. Oh, you thought I was about to lay in? Ah, uh, like... yeah. I, I was. I. That's what I thought. No, that's just my old man bones. Oh, okay. Sorry, old man. <laughs> You'll have to invite me back for another episode. Yeah, probably not. After all. Well, you know, next time Charles. CC lets us know. talk. You've been throwing around all episode. <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh yeah let's let's uh let's get up and out of here uh tank our special guest thank you for coming out man tell everybody where they can find you on the internet yeah you guys can find me all over the internet at the caped critic uh you guys can find uh my show the nerds from work at the nerds from work.com um yes all of our socials are there all of our shows are there we just started streaming on twitch every week tuesday nights uh twitch.tv slash the nerds from work Awesome. Um, so yeah, come to the, you know, come hang out. We talk. So a lot of the same, a lot of, you know, a lot of the same stuff, you know, movies, you know, games, TV shows, you know, whatever, uh, whatever we feel like talking about. So come check us out. Awesome. Uh, and to that note, uh, unless anything changes, uh, the next two weeks, we will have more nerds from work, uh, right, taking this shit over. Houdini is slotted in for next week and then Nuru is the week after. So uh, yeah, it should be exciting next couple of weeks. Uh, make sure you tell them that it was miserable and that you hated it. <laughs> they have the worst expectations coming in. Uh, but yeah, it should be fun. Uh, and of course, we'll see you guys at Dragon Con. Of course, of course. Which will be awesome. Uh, Tony, Tony, tell everybody where they can find you, buddy. Hey, um, um, Nerds from Work, a lot of y'all have been hanging out with uh, the Blazing Defender, right? Yeah, try it back. He was texting me earlier during the show, so. <laughs> tell him, shut the fuck up. The Blazing actually recording. Defender. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I actually helped. I helped him rebuild his computer all the way in in Kentucky because he is just he's a great guy. Just God, no. don't let him touch your computer. No, <laughs> no I, I, tried, I tried to help him with OBS once, and it was like because <laughs> I I was like ah, kid, I I almost wanted him to like let me remote access just so I could fix it. Right. But See, I couldn't because he's building it. You know, he's like yeah. changing these parts. So he's like video calling. He's like showing me this like shitty like you know five megapixel like this little flip phone. So I'm plugging <laughs> in here. He's on a Nextel still. Oh, like yeah. chirping like, people. Man, like it, thank <laughs> God you're big, right? Let's just. God. He's not. He's chirping <laughs> BMP files. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> fuck 
you, Blazing Defender. <laughs> I, ironically, um, uh, he hit me up about some shirt stuff this week. He's like, hey, granted it was a text, but I hear it in his voice. He's like, oh, yeah. uh, people are having a hard time searching for my shirts. I was like, oh, it's probably a tagging thing. Give me a few days to look at it because I'm going to do some other shirt stuff like an hour later. Hey, did you looking at those shirts yet? I don't know what planet you live on where the, the time is. It's like a, like a Matthew McConaughey thing or the time was, di- I don't know, man, all but right, all, right, all, right. All, all the roids go to his head. He just can't quite keep all straight. It's just so hard, you know, but it, it all just, you know, oh, man. all that trying to get the blood to his brain past all those muscles. It just, it, 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 <laughs> Uh, yeah but hey we got it straight and if you do a search for uh blazing defender report uh you can find his merch in our t public store uh but for myself if you want to find me um all my social is on tonyphenderson.com philip uh imaginary nomad on twitter instagram twitch facebook I stream Saturdays with Botch Podcast, where we play dating simulators. We're in the middle of playing um, a panzer sexual game where uh, you are a human male who dates World War II tanks. It's- okay, so you guys were talking about dating tanks. It's so I thought you meant the one with the pretty eyes. Uh, no, um. no, he hasn't shown up yet, um, but we're... <laughs> Just give it some time. <laughs> so these are real army tanks? So they are... Yes. They're tank girls. <laughs> Ish. Okay. Uh, it's no, the, it's not uh, Lori Petty. No, but... Okay, so, so there's this thing. Oh, yeah, no, take it. No, I, I'm going to explain. <laughs> Thanks. There's, there's this Excuse thing. He's my mod, uh, so he knows what's going on. There's this thing in Japanese uh, games lately. Where oh, they take okay. World War nope, II, Japanese enough said. They, well, yeah, they take World War II-era military equipment and turn them into girls. And they did the same thing. Uh, there's a game that does the same thing with airplanes. Uh, helicopters and oh, uh, yeah. and uh, it's made by the same company and that's probably what we're going to be playing next <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh, yeah it's kind of a weird wild thing but yeah the game's and when called is that? When is that? Are- oh man that's every Saturday night from uh, so, so to about 11 or 12 at night <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we start. Uh, we start roughly around o'clock, and then we go till. Uh, nice, nice. Um, yeah, it, it's. We always say eight, and then by like nine thirty, we're like, all right, let's get this down to business. <laughs> um, every Sunday night, I stream over at GSTU Media. We've been playing over. Well, no, we've uh, we've been attempting to play Overcooked two with. Are we gonna- are, are we Paul, shut up. Overcooked? Yes, we are. Paul, oh, Philip, Dennis, and Kavert. Uh, we've been playing Overwatched. Uh, nope, Overcooked 2. <laughs> awful. Awful. It is not a fun stream. The The chat is depressed. I cannot, like, I'm, I don't even play anymore. I just tie a noose on stream. <laughs> it's, it's not fun, but we keep doing it. Um, like, people give us bits. They're like, here's money. Please f- go buy s- happiness because we're very worried. I had people send me text messages at the end of last week's stream. Like, hey, man, um, just it's a game. You don't have to worry about it. Like, <laughs> god damn, people are fucking worried. Uh, Monday night, I wish I could say I've been hitting my streams on uh, the Imaginary Nomad, but I haven't. I've been skipping that because of other reasons. And then Tuesdays from 10 a.m., to 3 p.m. I play games that I have missed through my childhood. So 
check that all out. I'm if sorry, the, que- the question was, where can they find you? Like your social things? No, and- I, I gave my 45 minute explanation. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And, uh, in, in summation, Paul was wrong, right? That's no, what- completely. I mean, okay, you it. can't give him an inch or he'll, he'll take an inch, t- take a couple <laughs> inches. You know, it's 50 cent corn dog night. What do you expect? <laughs> Uh, I, of course, am SoapboxGSTU on Twitter and Twitch. Uh, I've been reworking my streaming schedule. It is not what it is posted right now, because if you've been showing up for those, I've not been there. Uh, but I'm I sure will... they noticed. You don't have to tell them. Yes. <laughs> uh, Shit, that explains so much. <laughs> I will definitely uh, probably stream tomorrow and possibly Friday as well this week, so come check me out over there. And, you know, uh, Charles McFall didn't show up today, so he doesn't get a plug. And uh, hopefully very soon we have the triumphant return of Mr. Christopher Wisdom. Give the man some time with his family. Oh, no, well, he, he's literally traveling, traveling today. No, he drove, he drove home today. Day. So, you know, he, he, he wasn't going to get in the door in time to be here for the show, but uh, maybe next week. No, I, you're, on that tra- you're on that Travis schedule. Give me a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it might be a couple weeks, but he, he will definitely rejoin us soon, I'm sure. But he's home safe and sound, and we're super stoked. So, Ooh. all right, guys, we'll, uh, we'll catch you next week. Steven Spielberg is a bitch. <laughs> and I, I'm on this T public typing in Blazing Defender Report. Ain't nothing coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Defenders, look at me.